0: welcome everybody or welcome yeah, back welcome. uh we are histories and you welcome to the podcast Histories, okay every week every <laughs> week um i realized something this week there is another histories but yes. those <laughs> we, people we are had, fucking we a, dumb
1: we had a about this, yes though.
0: we did and those people are fucking dumb so don't worry about those right. people it those people are doing a god podcast called his stories and they put yeah. the 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 hiss and the stories together because they're assholes the, the his yeah not fucking his, his no no no. they're just stupid and that's fucking first dumb. of all
1: assuming god's a man excuse me yeah
0: seriously i'm uh karen thank you oh
1: geez no
0: um not that not one of those yeah <laughs> Oh uh, Yeah, I mean, so don't... If you get confused, they have a bunch of episodes and they take, like, year-long breaks. And then they just tell stories about their friends, it looks like. Just like God did. They the the Bible. God, the what? Versions. No, people wrote the Bible. No. Yeah. All right. What? <laughs> so, here we go. I'm going to be telling a story this week.
1: Yeah, you are, bud. And I'm excited.
0: All right, PJ, have you ever heard of... Ugolino Di Conti or Ugolino Di Segni?
1: Yeah, actually, I have.
0: You Have you now? Who is it? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, depending on which source you look up, he either goes by Di Conti or Di Segni. Um, I'm not 100% sure on which one is correct, what, but I think one... Wh- 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 what? what?
1: Wh- why did he, Why couldn't he decide on a name?
0: Well, I think one is what, his uh... his like title name from where he's from and mm-hmm. one is his um, actual last name. Uh, I think Segni is like a title name. It's like a stage name. Like a what name? A stage name. Uh, no, it's like a title like a, name. Like a porn star. Like name. he's from like a this a, set, a place called Segni, and I think he was oh. his dad was like leader or something. But anyway, is that
1: is that was that the street he grew up on? Sure. The, uh, he's he's
0: okay. yeah. So, so U- Pet's first name? Ugolino D Conti or Segni was born somewhere between 1145 and 1170 CE. Wow. He was born in the Campagna region of Italy. Uh, the, the Campagna appears to be uh, the Naples area, but when I actually looked it up, like it changed the spelling of Campagna to Campania. So I'm not too sure if it's that or not. I'm I'm really unsure
1: because it's a uh a pain to live there. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Um, I, sorry, my family's from Sicily, so... No, they're
0: not. My ancestry. Okay. Yes, they are! Like a thousand have, years ago, I sure. have
1: a family seal. Okay.
0: <laughs> the... Uh, he went by Ugo um, in all information outlets I found. His father was Count of Segni, and uncle was Pope Innocent III. He received his education... Yeah. He received his education at the University of Bologna, which is in Bologna, Italy, and the University of Paris, which is in Paris. What? Not Paris, Texas. Paris, France. (laughs) That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Where he studied theology. Not a big surprise. The worst of education. Yes. He was deep. He was a deeply religious man who pursued his spiritual calling with both rigor and enthusiasm. Little is known about his younger years. In eleven ninety eight, which he's either he's either forty three at this point or twenty eight, because <laughs> yeah, it, literally he was born between eleven forty five and eleven seventy. So uh, okay, yeah, he's a, you know, he's between twenty eight and forty three at this point. Twenty
1: eight or. I don't know, 48 seems a little old for that time frame.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, but he either died at like 80 or 98, I think, was the, the big thing, so. Uh, Good for Yeah. In 1198, with the ascension of his uncle to the papacy, that was Pope Innocent III, um, Ugo de Segni was appointed uh, papal chaplain, then archpriest of St. Peter's, and finally cardinal deacon of St. Eustachio. Pistachio? Eustachio. Oh. I love, do, you, do you like pistachio ice cream? No. Oh. I especially don't like Eustachio ice cream. I think it's Never supposed to be... It. In May 1206, Pope Innocent III promoted him to Cardinal Bishop of, of Ostia and Velletri. In 1207, Innocent sent Cardinal Ugo along with Cardinal... Oh, my God. Uh, Brancaleon. I think it's Brancaleon. You didn't take Leon. Italian? No. No, I did not. Uh, Branca Leone as papal legates to Germany to mediate between Philip of Swabia and Otto of Brunswick, who both claimed the German throne. The legates failed to convince either man to give up his claims, but did succeed in establishing a, a truth. After Philip was assassinated, they made another trip to Germany in 1209 to convince the German princes to accept Otto as the rightful king. I hate when that happens. Uh, I think it's funny that they did that, because uh, to me... Otto probably had Philip assassinated, right? Uh, I mean, he had to. How, how do you get someone assassinated back then? You hire a guy to go stab him. Was that a thing? <clears throat> has a, has is, is Assassin's Creed correct? Well, I mean, there were assassins back then. There were people who killed for money. There's always been people who killed is for this, money.
1: Is being an assassin like one of the oldest jobs?
0: Uh, I think prostitute is the oldest job. No.
1: Yes. No, it's not. Yes.
0: fishermen. I think prostitute is one of the oldest jobs. Uh, upon the death of Innocent III, Ugo de Segni played a pivotal role in the election of the next pope, the College of Cardinals, searching for someone to quickly uh, succeed Innocent, empowered Cardinal Ugo and Cardinal G- Guido of Perneste to appoint the new pope. <laughs> Their selection of... Okay, and this is like... My favorite
1: is going to be your... Uh all your pronunciation i know it's, it's bad names. it's gonna get worse i
0: think it get there's a lot more stuff um these pope names by the way are fucking ridiculous it, who does the innocent third john paul well they took on titles that they're like this is what I best reflects my personality so his uh the, their selection it's was like hippies honor honorius the third as pope honorius so, yeah, he he went by like how honorable he was uh, yeah. as Pope proved beneficial to De Signi in many ways. Ugo De Signi played a pivotal role during the pontificate of Honoris um, the third. The pontificate just means like his his papacy, his time as Pope. Mm-hmm. So um, who was Pope from 1216 to 1227. In January 1217, Honorius made Cardinal Ugo plen... OK, OK, mm-hmm. Plenipotentiary, Planet mm-hmm. plenipotentiary Pe- legate for Lombardy and Tusha, Tusha, Tuscia. I-, I don't know. It could be anything. Directing him know. to preach the crusade in those regions, developing his diplomatic skills, Ugo became a su- successful mediator between Pisa and Genoa in 1217, between Milan and Cremona in 1218, and between Bologna and. Uh, pistoia 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 yeah i know right (laughs) pistoia p-i-s-t-o-i-a pistoia i'm not looking up pronunciation guys for any of these because i just don't care either
1: i thought the i makes an e sound
0: pistoia i don't know it's hard to tell in 1219 during his t- this time, his reputation expanded beyond the church. In addition to enjoying the support of the Pope, he developed a relationship with the young Roman Emperor elect, Frederick II, King of Sicily. Uh, by the way, so. Sicily? <clears throat> for people, people who. Yes, 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 your people, your stupid seal. Um, <laughs> for people who don't, don't know, know the Holy Roman em- Emperor, uh, it was not emperor of rome this is well beyond the time that rome basically collapsed i think constantinople is like near collapsed or collapsed at this point but no it's near collapse because genghis khan did it and i think he's man that guy was a hoot yeah uh but this is um the holy roman emperor is just like leader of the italian peninsula and part of germany i think obviously and they serve directly under the pope i think uh, it would prove to be the most contentious relationship he would have over his long and productive life. On November 11th, 1220, Frederick II was crowned emperor in Rome. At this ceremony, Frederick received the Holy Cross from Cardinal Ugo as a sign of his vow to embark on a crusade to the Holy Land. Ugo was a strong supporter of the Crusades, and he often preached about the importance of the, cru- of the Crusades, oh, never losing no. sight of the fact that Frederick repeatedly failed to keep his promise. Yeah, Typical you know, male, uh, to keep a promise. Uh, mm-hmm. Am I right? For sure. On March 18th, 1227, Honorius the third died. And once again, the college of Cardinals sought a swift replacement. The previous selection success led to the Cardinals to approach Ugo de Segni and two other Cardinals, asking them to appoint a new Pope. One of these men, Cardinal Conrag of Urak, was initially chosen, but refused to accept the post. <laughs> Fearing it would appear self-serving. Well, yeah, of course. Anytime someone's like, you want to be king, bro? He's like, I don't know. People might think I'm an asshole. Like, I uh, mean,
1: unless he's a gracious king.
0: I I guess, but it's just weird that he he was like, yeah, I don't want to. Well, I I feel like people are going to think I'm just doing this for the money, but I'm totally doing it for God. So, so yeah. What's the difference? I don't know. On March 19th, Hugo Segni reluctantly accepted the papacy and took the name Gregory the ninth he was over 80 years of age but enjoyed good health and vigorous mind so this is so a lot of these places where i pulled this from had these same facts okay i'm just gonna let everyone know now good the same facts but different ages for ugo because such an open openness on how old he actually was i don't think he was over 80 years of age i really don't i think he was a lot younger Yeah. And this, this one that I took a lot of this information from was very, very, like, it was definitely Catholic because they made him sound, like, really cool. Uh, like, a lot of the sources were definitely from Catholics. But don't worry. I got some non-Catholic sources. What's for wrong the... with Catholics? Well, they're painting a picture of this guy. How do you feel about this guy so far? Uh, He seems okay. Seems, seems like a nice guy.
1: I mean it seems like he got a job because he knew somebody, but that's not yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So I mean, we'll get into why thing. he's
0: not a nice guy at near the end of this storyline oh, that I'm telling from this this site. So very twisty. Yeah. Actually, uh let's see. On March nineteenth, Ugo D I don't know where they're getting all these dates from too. I don't they must have been very good at uh at putting dates down, don't you we think? We just make shit up. Yeah, know? really. March 19th, Hugo de Segni reluctantly accepted the papacy and took the name the IX. He was over 80 years of age, but enjoyed good health and vigor as mind. Soon, the Pope's problems with Frederick II began to escalate. For seven years, Frederick had avoided the commitment to the crusade. Within days of Gregory's election, the new Pope ordered Frederick to fulfill his obligation. On September 8th, 1227. Of of,
1: of the Crusades.
0: Yes, he wants him to go and fucking die. Like, he doesn't... This is the thing. Like, it doesn't sound like he wants him to go. I'm like, he's like, like a mission trip. It's like going and being like, "Go kill those Muslims. They're fucking losers." That's all he's saying. And he's they like, "Hate me. our religion. So yeah, let's and, get rid of them." Yeah, and, and this guy's like, "I don't kill Muslims. Can I just stay home instead?" And he's like, "No, go kill
1: those Muslims. Go spread the word of God. Go
0: spread the word of God by slaying these Muslims." So, yeah. No. On September eighth, uh, twelve twenty seven, Frederick reluctantly set sail from Brindile? I think it's Brindile Brindale Within three days he turned back, saying he was seriously ill and that a companion was dying from an outbreak of the plague. It's nice like ever. it's like a Tinder date. It's like they see what? a picture of you, like a recent picture of you, and they and he's like, Ow Oh, oh man, or... I really want to go, but Ah, you it's don't like, even know my friend is dying. I can't. It's
1: like, yeah, it's like that when they go and then they get to the parking lot and they see you from the outside, or they you know they see you standing outside and they're like, "Oh, something's come up. Something's. Uh, come I have up. to go. I gotta go. <laughs> I
0: made it. I almost made it there, but I'm sorry." Or my... you
1: go on it and then you're talking and then you realize, "Oh yeah, this ain't gonna work." And, and you then look you at your lemon phone. Law, And then you do the lemon law. What's the lemon law? Oh, it's when. You're on a blind date with somebody, and then if you decide within the wor- the first like five minutes that it's you're it's not gonna go anywhere, you just both can
0: opt out. Oh, so what like, about all right. what about the naked man?
1: No, that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of three times it works every time. Okay.
0: Okay. Right. Uh on many previous occasions, Frederick had announced he was sailing to the east and then had postponed his departure for various reasons. He just sounds like the worst like He's like, no, I promise, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing, but I, I just, oh man, I. He's afraid of commitment. I hurt my toe the other day, and you now I just, I can't, you know, you know when you just hurt your toe and you can't it's, anymore. He,
1: it's like he's trying, you know. He doesn't want to stand up to him, but he's also like avoiding the responsibility. It's not, it's not,
0: he's, he's not even trying to like stand up to anyone. He's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna keep making excuses until you stop like, asking. Like I
1: don't want to do this, but. I don't want to make him mad, so I'm just gonna
0: not. I'm just gonna completely avoid it. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So Gregory no longer trusted the emperor, and he excommunicated yes. him on September twentieth, twelve twenty seven. Uh, to be excommunicated, by the way, is like um, being denounced by God himself Whoa. through the, through the Pope. That's heavy. Yeah. So you're no longer a Catholic. You're like um, the famous case is it Henry the I think. He was excommunicated from the church, and then he just made his own church and said, "Fuck your church! I'm going with my own church." Um, but you can do that, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what England did. That's why they have the I'm Church of England. I'm starting my own religion. Do it. I mean, a bunch of people did. David, David Koresh did, and it turned out okay for him. I think. I mean, he's dead, and all of his people are dead. But go for it. I won't.
1: I won't be that extreme.
0: Okay. Uh... We're just gonna worship Mew. Okay, the battle no, lines. Archaeus. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You okay. need Pokemon? That I get it. It's Pokemon. <laughs> the battle lines were now drawn. While Gregory wrote in okay encyclical, encyclical to justify the excommunication, the Emperor countered with a manifesto to the Christian princes condemning the actions of the Pope. Fed- Frederick's manifesto was read publicly, and imperial colleges, colleagues, imperial colleagues stirred up an insurrection. When the Pope published his en- encyclical, which I think it's just like a description of why he did what he did, mm-hmm. in the uh, basilic- basilida- oh, man. basilica, 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 basilica,
1: basilica. Yeah,
0: and when the Pope published his encyclical, oh, there's so many weird words. Encyclical <laughs> in the Basilica of Saint Peter on March 23, 1228, he was publicly insulted and threatened by a mob. Whoa! I The Pope! I insult you publicly. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's funny that it's the Pope. The Pope fled, first to Viterbo, and subsequently to Perugia. Three months later, with the Pope still in exile, Frederick mustered a small army and on June 28, 1228, embarked for the Holy Land. He asked for the blessing of the Pope, but Gregory refused, saying that an excommunicated emperor could not undertake a holy war. The Pope released the Crusades from their oath of allegiance to Frederick. Oh, Crusaders. Uh, but Frederick continued uh, with his plans anyway. He conquered Cyprus, but when he reached the Holy Land, he accepted the excommunication and the mission turned into a diplomatic one. Negotiating with the Sultan of Egypt for Jerusalem, he reached a treaty at Jaffa that resulted in the cities of Jerusalem, Nazareth, and Bethlehem, averting to Christians in exchange for the Mosque of Omar remaining with the Muslims. So he did... Like, honestly, an amazing job. that He got yeah. three cities for nothing and no bloodshed. I mean, that's pretty... I mean, there was bloodshed that, up to that
1: point. but That's the dream. Yeah. Well, except the bloodshed before. But.
0: Yeah. Uh, the following year, Frederick crowned himself king of Jerusalem. It's cool to talk to a sultan, though. That sounds Yeah, awesome. right? Well, he's... Well, it's a king talking to a sultan. Isn't it like just a regular person talking to a regular person? I don't know. All right. Gregory right. denounced Frederick's treaty. Ancier. This is like the shittiest thing Gregory could do. He denounced Frederick's treaty and sent a papal army to invade the emperor's huh. kingdom in Sicily. He just got three <laughs> important cities in Christian like livelihood, and he's like, "Fuck your cities! You're excommunicated, you dick!" Yeah, you made me get publicly you're insulted. Or... Uh, <laughs> Frederick II returned from the Holy Holy Land, defeated the papal army, and made new peace overtures. Gregory remained in exile until uh, until February 1230, when he returned to Rome. Wait,
1: how did Gregory do this when he was in exile? How did he, like, muster up the well, army? Well, so
0: he just pulled in, like, people and said, Hey, I'm Pope, and you're Catholic, and we're on the same side, so kill this guy. Yeah, Is so, that how it works? Even when you're in
1: exile? Yeah, yeah, well, you can pull... Memo?
0: Yeah, because you can just literally... You have, like, retainers. You have, like, um, like people who who do things for you so you can send a yeah. letter to them which would probably take years to get there and then they would do it so he Unless, and he probably yeah, had a few princes like, still in his pocket uh yeah. honestly but not as much as this frederick ii guy because he was killed Unless,
1: yeah i mean those letters could be really fast if they had like those crows from game of thrones and the, the second to last season you know yeah no yeah no
0: no. All right. Frederick sent Hermann of Salza as his representative to negotiate with the Pope. The Treaty of San Germano was signed on July 20th, 1230, restoring the papal uh, possessions in Sicily to the Pope. The treaty brought a truce between the two leaders. Oh, the treaty brought a truce between the two leaders. I should have ended. I was going to continue, but it ends there. The ban okay. of excommunication was removed on August 20th, 1230, and the Pope and Emperor met at Anagni, where they finalized their reconciliation. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. They made up. Until They're best friends again. Well, hold on. He was poisoned. Frederick you're, was poisoned. You're assuming that there's an until. I think you're falsely assuming that. And then, the peace between the two strong-willed men was short-lived. The emperor sought supreme <laughs> temporal power so that the pope would have no right to interfere with his empire in Italy. Gregory, on the other hand, believed the Pope should have supreme power in Italy. Although Frederick assisted the Pope in suppressing some minor revolts as required by the Treaty of San Germano, he soon began to disregard the treaty. Frederick wanted to unite the empire with Lombardy and Tuscany. He launched a war against Lombardy, winning a key battle at uh, Car...Cartenuva? Car...Cartenuva? Cartanuva.
1: Carmen San Diego? Uh,
0: Carmen San Diego. On November 27, 1237. The freedom of Lombardy was necessary for the safety of his of the pontifical states. Again, the the states run by the Pope. In order to protect Lombardy from the Emperor, Gregory allied with the Tuscans, Umbrians, and Lombards to stop oh, Frederick's raiders? progress. Yes, Tuscan raiders. Yes. But Frederick kept winning battles and extended his ambitions to include the patrimony of St. Peter, the pap. The papal territory and all of Italy. When Frederick invaded, Man, this Frederick's guy. Is he's really a good at he's war. fucking yeah, he's badass. When Frederick invaded Sardinia, a papal fiefdom, Gregory, on March twelfth, twelve thirty nine, again excommunicated the emperor. You going to get two excommunications Whoa. in one lifetime. That's pretty fucked up.
1: I mean, I think it's it sounds personal. Yeah,
0: personally. you know, it, it sounds like. Like, God God changes his mind a lot. It's like, well, okay, you're fine now that you have an army at my throat. And then when you're, like, a little bit safer, you're like, oh, excommunication, God doesn't like you again. So, yeah, yeah. it just sounds like the Pope Ain't is abusing his crazy. power. No. Um, what? No. They've never done that. <laughs> this action once again divided the papacy and the empire. Gregory believed that there could be no peace as long as Frederick remained emperor. He preached against Frederick, urging the princes of the Empire to elect a new leader. He placed a ban on any princes who supported the emperor, threatening excommunication. He's like, I'm banning you. But but Frederick's my cousin. I don't like, care, I'm banning like, you.
1: Yeah. He's like the Oprah of excommunication. Yeah, it's insane. You uh, get an excommunication. You get an excommunication. That's, yeah, seriously,
0: like he's just throwing them out. It's supposed to literally be like a A message from God saying you're failing God. It's so weird that he's just like, listen, everyone here who doesn't like me gets an excommunication. Scott, do you ever feel like you're failing God? All the time. Every day. Every day. (laughs) Despite the papal threats, many princes remained on the side of Frederick. And the empire, of course, they fucking did, because he's winning. Yeah, because he's winning. <laughs> <laughs> Encouraged by this support, Frederick set out to declare himself master of the pontifical states. Gregory ordered all bishops to convene in Rome on March thirty first, twelve forty one. But the emperor forbade the bishops to travel to Rome, and his troops captured several of those who defied his order. Frederick sent an then army. What? Well, okay. What do you do with them? He probably like put them. Well, the Cardinal, so I doubt he, like, did anything bad. He probably just put him in jail or something, which was, I guess, bad, because jail back then is, like, horrible.
1: It's just like a mud hole.
0: Yeah, or, like, it's torture and stuff, but who knows. Uh, Frederick sent an army to Rome and encamped outside the city, but before a confrontation could occur, Gregory died. Oh, wait, 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 what? What? Did you skip something? No, no, Gregory died. Okay, I thought Frederick oh. died at this point. Okay, uh, uh, his troops captured several of those who defied his order. Frederick sent an army to Rome and encamped outside the city. But before a confrontation could occur, Gregory died suddenly on August twenty second, twelve forty one.
1: This what, is when he was eighty.
0: So, yeah, this is either he's yeah. either eighty or ninety eight or something. <laughs> so
1: one of those two.
0: One of those two. A very large gap. So, and I love how they say suddenly because it makes me think, ooh, well, I guess God wasn't as mad at Frederick as he was at Gregory, you dick.
1: I mean, makes
0: sense. Okay, so then and this is hilarious, by the way. Again, no, I just. This is the hilarious. So, part. this, no, well, so the, you, you've read all this. Kind of at the end, Gregory sounds like an asshole, but they're not painting him as an asshole. They're just telling no. like a non biased story of ways, kind of. So, but. We'll yeah, continue. Completely down the middle. <clears throat> yeah, almost down the middle. On the last part, almost down the middle. First part definitely not. This part not at all. The contributions of Gregory the Ninth are overpowered by the complex relationship between Pope and Frederick II. To his credit, Gregory is considered to have been one of the most energetic popes of his time. <laughs> Just what? How are you energetic I mean You're eighty fucking years old? How energetic are you?
1: Who was the Pope that played with the Harlem Globetrotters? I feel like that guy's energetic. Yeah, he's probably the
0: best Pope. Uh he, he played many roles, name. including canon lawyer, theologian, defender of papal prerogatives, and diplomat. He published the decretals decrees of Oh my god. Okay. Oh, it was Pope John Paul II. Oh, the pope, gotcha. Who played uh, with the Harlem Globetrotters? He's an honorary Harlem Globetrotter member. Nice. Um God, That's decrees of ecclesiastical, I don't fucking, discipline, that remained fundamental to the Catholic Church until modern times, and modern times was 1918 until World, World War I ended. Uh, these codes of canon law were among his greatest greatest accomplishments. By the way, you know what canon law is? Uh, enlighten me. Enlighten, of so, course I do. Just well, enlighten the, the listeners. Okay, you know. the, so canon law basically is you are super into God. Like, so into God that if somebody's yeah. not into God, you fucking kill them. Whoa. You yeah. super duper. You just fucking... You super kill them. Do you know what this led into? No. Do you know where a bunch of people who they thought weren't godly died? It's very famous.
1: Uh, I, I,
0: I'm blanking. All right. Well, this started the Inquisition. Oh. Yeah. So I love how he this and the guy from the site said this. These uh these codes of canon law are among his greatest accomplishment. He fucking started the Spanish Inquisition. Two hundred years later the Spanish Inquisition would take so many fucking lives. And yeah. that's not the only Inquisition. There were a bunch of Inquisitions, and a bunch of people died. So fuck Pope Gregory the Ninth. Uh mm. Gregory IX recognized the importance of education and his credit—this is cool, though—with uh, reintroducing Aristotle's teachings as the basis of scholastic philosophy. He commissioned William of uh, Aubergen to make Aristotle's work once again accessible to students. He bestowed privileges upon the University of Paris, his alma mater, and watched over his professors. Gregory had a deep, abiding relationship with St. Francis and St. Dominic, founders of the Franciscan order, and he was a cardinal protector of the order. He also acted as advisor to St. Clair of Assisi. There's a lot of saints during this time. Uh, Through his religious belief, Gregory hoped to reunite the Roman and Greek churches. Uh, Germanos, Germanos, the patriarch of Constantinople, sent sent a letter to Gregory in which he recognized the papal primacy. In the letter, Germanos complained of the persecutions that the Greeks suffered at the hands of the Romans. Gregory dispatched them four monks to discuss reunification, but Germanos and the Emperor Vatezes would make no commitments. Gregory's attempts to reunite the two churches failed despite his strong efforts. During his papacy, Gregory created 14 new cardinals. Two went on to become popes, Cinebald of Fiesco, Innocent IV, and Reynald of Segni, Alexander IV. He canonized his good friend Saint Francis of Assisi, as well as uh, Saint Anthony of Padua, Saint Virgil, Saint Dominic, and Saint Elizabeth. He wrote hymns in honor of Saint Francis and was instrumental in establishing the office of Saint Francis, which I think is a famous office now. Wow! The deeply religious, yes, the deeply religious beliefs of Gregory the Ninth were a primary consideration in his in the decisions he made. What? No way. The Pope saw the Crusades as necessary to the the continued growth of the defense of Christianity. the Crusades were necessary. Yeah, they were super necessary because Christians were being persecuted by other Christians, and it was the Muslims' fault. At at the request of King Louis IX of France, he sent a papal legate to assist the king in his crusade against the, I don't even know, Albigenesis, a religious sect in southern France. The whatever, Albiginesis, were considered heretics, and Gregory showed little patience or compassion towards heresy. He approved a law that condemned unrepentant heretics to death by fire and repentant heretics to life in prison. This teaching was the basis for the medieval inquisition, though uh, through which the church would punish heretics for many years to come. Were it not for decades of skirmishes with Frederick II and the role he played in the Inquisition, Gregory's religious devotion and education advancements would have been his primary legacy. So besides the two things where he fucked up the most on, besides two of the, one of the most horrible things to ever come out of medieval Europe, he would have been cool if he didn't just have the Inquisition hanging over his head. All it takes is one or two things. Man. Oh yeah, yeah, one fucking Inquisition. That... I mean, all
1: it takes is one thing, and then that's what you're remembered for. Like, you have to be perfect unless you fuck up, like, once or twice, and then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that guy's a fuck-up.
0: Mm-hmm. This is my favorite part, PJ.
1: Oh, good. I was worried it was the Inquisition. No, no, no.
0: Pope Gregory the IX believed the cats actually carried the spirit of Satan himself within them. Well, Sin- I, I agree with him. Since that time, black cats have been symbolized as bad luck or a curse to people not only in <laughs> Europe but throughout the world. The papal wow. inquisitor to Gregory the Ninth was Conrad of Marburg, who had his own belief about cats. To back them up, he could show the pope evidence of people who worshipped Satan and the black cats that he resided uh, that he resided in Marburg had confessions.
1: I mean, they're cute, but yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all, I mean, I'm skeptical about cats. They're, I feel like they're always up to something.
0: Yeah. Uh, so he was a big initiator for this one guy to make black cats bad luck. But let's continue. Initiates. So he went, this this guy, this uh, Conrad of Marburg, went and fucking forced people to confess. Because, you know, when you're getting your, the bottoms of your feet burned by coals and you'll say anything you'll get stabbed through the stomach you'll say whatever you can to stop the pain make it stop yeah yeah so initiates would have been approached by a giant toad as large as a dog then a pale man would appear Mm. the initiate would be coaxed into kissing the man and from that moment he or she would forget all allegiance to the church according to the confessions initiates and others took part in black masses to worship satan a statue of a black cat would come to life, walking backward through the meeting. <laughs> is this just... Egypt? <laughs> so, cats? yeah. So actually, cats were worshipped for a long time before this, and were symbols of good luck. So like this changed. This actually changed this whole thing. Um, uh, walking. I just love how he said walking backward through the meeting. Like, why? Why is it? Walk... What does that I have mean, to do with Satan? Backwards. Listen, Satan loves cats walking behind backwards. <laughs> each person would then plant a kiss well you can guess where then orgies both hetero and homosexual took place in darkness <laughs> in uh, with the cat walking backwards yeah yeah with the cat walking backwards then candles would be lit to light the room and a man would emerge from the corner of the meeting place his upper body would be almost blindingly bright but his lower body would be covered in cat fur <laughs>
1: In Is this like those half goat people.
0: Yeah, uh satyrs? No, I don't think yeah. it's a satyr.
1: What's a what's a half cat, half human person? I don't do It's, it's a cat
0: satyr. A cater. A cater. In twelve thirty three to twelve thirty-four, the Catholic Church and those loyal to it began to exterminate cats in the belief that they were agents of Satan. Uh <laughs> the Catholic Church and those loyal I can't, uh... sorry. <laughs> oh. Yes. Uh, of course, it wasn't just innocent animals that were caught up in the atrocity, but people as well. Thousands were accused of being witches or devil worshippers and either tortured, killed, or both. As in any pro- uh, persecution, neighbors turned against hated neighbors and those different from them to deflect attention and prove their loyalty to the church and Gregory the Ninth. The cat genocide petered out <laughs> after the death of so many and the death of Gregory, but Europe and the church... Uh, weren't done persecuting cats during another witch hunt frenzy in the late 1400s cats were killed in mass once again as they were believed to be familiars of witches the pope actually ordered cats officially excommunicated <laughs> 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 these popes oh, man they're does. excommunication happy
1: right so if you had a if we had like a pet cat were you excommunicated or murdered
0: I, like you, you must have that? been it had well oh, the yeah. cats are excommunicated so fucking kill them or you're you're dead i guess well it's not my cat i'm holding it for a friend
1: <laughs>
0: the persecution of cats or at least their image lived in lived on in the elizabethian england where the queen's i gotta scroll down here a little bit sorry queen's coronation included the burning of a cat stuffed effigy yes an effigy probably of the devil stuffed with live cats the golden wow. age. night. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, fucking right. This is the shit this guy came up with. So this is the, um.
1: this is the last time you scratch my furniture. Yes. Yeah,
0: so this is the official thing from Conrad that he said about the, that I was explaining about the cat walking backwards and the toad and stuff. I just wanted to read it verbatim. Now uh, the following rites of this sect are carried out when any novice is to be received among them and enters the sect of the damned for the first time the shape of a certain frog or toad appears to him some kiss this creature on the hindquarters and some on the mouth they receive the tongue and saliva of the beast inside their mouths sometimes it appears unduly large and sometimes equivalent to a goose or a duck and sometimes it even assumes the size of an oven at length,
1: what about, what about an Arctic goose?
0: And, yes. <laughs> At length, when the novice has come forward, he is met by a man of wondrous pallor, who has black eyes and is so emaciated and thin that, since his flesh has been wasted, seems to have, have remaining only skin drawn over bone. You know what emaciated is? Uh, of course,
1: but you should definitely let the listeners okay.
0: know. Okay, is when you're so skinny that if you eat anything, you'll die. Like your body won't be able to process like you've been like in the machine in the machinist. I don't know. I've never I don't I don't know what that is, but it's literally you're just skin and you're quite literally skin and bone. Um, And if your body basically if you eat anything, it has to be slowly ingested because uh, your body can't handle now the intake of food and it'll overload your system. It's crazy. Uh, the novice kisses him and feels cold, like ice. And after the kiss, the memory of the Catholic faith totally disappears from his heart. Afterwards, they sit down... Nay! Nay. Afterwards, they sit down to a meal, and when they have arisen from it, the certain statue, which is usual... Which is usual in a set of this kind, a black cat descends backwards with its tail erect. First a novice, then the master, then each of the order who are worthy and perfect kiss the cat on its buttocks. Then each returns to his place, and speaking certain responses, they incline their heads towards the cat. Forgive us, says the master, and the one next to him repeats this, a third responding, we know master, a fourth says, and we must obey. That is quite literally the fucking confession that uh, this guy got out of all these people. Weird. Yeah.
1: Because of the torture.
0: Mm, Yeah, because of the torture.
1: I mean, mean, but obviously it's true, because that's a totally normal thing to do.
0: Yeah, totally normal. Burning cats (laughs) in a fucking bag. Fucking normal as shit. I
1: pictured it more of like, you know, the burning of the books.
0: no, no, no! I or think like, it was just like a giant fake cat with live cats inside of it.
1: Oh my God! Is that why they were like smacking the cat? in holy my Monty Python, the Holy Grail? Uh,
0: I don't background? know. I don't know when that takes place. I mean, because if it takes place before this time, well, it takes place before Gregory. Cats really, they had like a small bit of bad luck, but Gregory the Ninth was the reason they were like.
1: You think he was like traumatized as a kid by a cat? I'm He, like, he must have been like brought that with him.
0: He's just... I, I think he's just an
1: asshole. <laughs> Who hates cats.
0: Yeah. I mean, his later popes excommunicated all fucking cats. so there. For Gregory! You're officially not allowed in heaven anymore. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah. That was Pope Gregory IX or Ugino... Ugolino? What'd I say? <laughs> Ugolino <laughs> di Conti or Ugolino di Segni.
1: Yes.
0: So how do how does how do you feel after that? I feel
1: like uh, you know I understand why I don't like cats.
0: Okay, well, good. Because yeah. I was
1: raised Catholic.
0: Yep, that's a you know, your problem is you believed nah, in Pope Gregory I, the Ninth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I used to love his his sections Mm -hmm. in my in my schooling in kindergarten and first
0: grade yes and then he beat the cat upon the head and then he he watched upon the rock He somebody fucked the cat and he said you're devil devil you probably saw a toad too huh devil but it's just my cat what you're fucking it oh god no (laughs) the guy's just like no i'm not i'm standing Uh, here petting it ah that's fucking it to me
1: the the guy sounds like he kind of abuses power a little bit. Yeah and he kinda of went off the rails. He kinda of got distracted, you know. Like he, he got distracted by Frederick and when he should have been like focusing on the, the education, you and know. And
0: Frederick was killing it. Frederick sounded like fucking yeah. he was doing such a good job.
1: I know, and then he was like, No, because I didn't do it. I didn't <laughs> do it, so yeah, the <laughs>
0: accomplishment is bullshit. Yeah.
1: I didn't help you in any way.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking insane, these people. But, yeah, that was Pope Gregory the IX. Uh, and that's, that's... What
1: a man to aspire to be.
0: Yep. And that's the episode. That was great.
1: That was really fun.
0: Yeah, good. Because I, I had a lot of fun researching that and laughing my ass off yeah. at all the fucking shit. That just sounds ridiculous.
1: Yeah, cats are ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I have a black cat and it's an asshole, but I don't think it spawned from What's Satan. What's its name? Captain Jack. Oh, yeah, I know. I knew that. Yeah, I just. All right, uh, it's not really my cat; it's my fiance's. But I mean, you—it's you, your adopted cat. I guess. So it's yeah, your cat by association. Mm, I guess. All right, so that's the episode. So I guess this is yeah. us calling call it quits for the week. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, think I think that's yeah.
1: it. I just want to clarify: I don't hate cats. Well, it sounds I like just... you do. I just like them, like like Zach has a cat, our good friend has a cat, and I like going and visiting that cat. I like giving the cat pets. I just wouldn't want it in my place. So yeah. what you're telling me I is that— I just want it over there. You would
0: take that cat and a bunch more cats and throw them in a giant cat-stuffed animal and burn it?
1: If they lived in my house, yes.
0: Okay, okay. Just making sure that you're really <laughs> yeah. going Elizabethan on this. Yes. Good, just good. over good. there. <laughs> All right. Viking funeral. That that was that was our episode. So thanks everyone for listening. I uh, really appreciate it, you know. Yeah. Um Y'all great. Yeah, y'all great. Uh just give us a comment, give us a like, give us a s- subscribe, whatever. Suggestions. Anything you want. Yeah, suggestions would be great. Uh reach y- out to us. Yeah, reach out to us. Tell us if we're doing a good job, bad job, and then, We love and you, you don't have to. You just do what you want, I guess. But continue listening at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah, and apparently we love you, so bye.